Thanks for being with us for another Grazia Beauty Life Lessons. I'm Grazia's Beauty Director, Jolie Walker. It is lovely as always to have you with us. Our beauty tips this week come from an up-and-coming singer and one of the UK's leading fashion and beauty digital creators. I'm Cece Clark and I'm a digital creator and a music artist. Cece Clark has been ranked in the top 10 of the Sunday Times influencer list and has over 2 million followers on Instagram. It must have been about four years ago, I created a video that literally went viral. But I did this tutorial about how I contour using self-tan. So when I'm on holiday, I've got a waterproof contour and don't feel like I have to put bronzer on. Cece's debut single, A Little More, went straight to the top 40 on iTunes and top 15 in pop charts. Her latest song, Not Playing, has also reached the iTunes top 20 and watch this space for CC's fragrance range. My passion project one day will be to create a line of fragrances. You'll never, ever, ever smell me and I'll tell you that I'm wearing one fragrance. I've always at least got three on. As always with our guests, we finish up by asking CC for her biggest beauty blunder. And she took us on a nostalgic trip down memory lane. I look back and think, what were we all thinking? Like, we had no eyebrows and I literally had Dream Matte Mousse on my lips. Like, why? Foundation lips. Foundation, Foundation lips for the thing. Why, though? Why? <laughs> there is so much great advice in this chat, so here comes Cece Clark. Hello and welcome, Cece. How are you today? Hey, I'm good, thank you. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm really well, thank you. I'm looking forward to our chat I'm honestly, I'm thinking you've obviously got so, so much beauty advice. Well, I mean, I am beauty obsessed. So <laughs> yeah, you could probably say that I've been given a lot of advice and have come up with my own tips and tricks over the years for sure. Okay, brilliant. But before we jump in with your advice, I just want to chat through your like beauty vibe in general. So you've said you're an absolute yeah. beauty lover, but do you like trying new things all the time? Or do you like kind of sticking with your tried and tested favorites? What's your vibe? Oh my gosh, I'm certainly someone that likes change and that's in all things plus beauty. So yeah, I love to experiment with new products and that goes for makeup and skincare, everything hair. And yeah, I like to switch up my style as well from the colour of my hair, everything like that. But um, I do have like my favourite products that I'll always return to. But for sure, I love changing and experimenting all the time, every day, whenever I have spare time. <laughs> love it, love it. And are you kind of a seasonal updater as well? So obviously transitional season right now, are you going to be switching things up? Definitely. I mean, I feel like everyone wants to, you know, go a little bit more vampy, darker hair for the winter time or autumnal vibes. So I love like all the warmth that comes in during these times. And also I know that there's super creative looks for anyone that like maybe celebrates the holidays or Halloween gets super creative. And I love seeing all the TikToks of the transformations as well. So it's definitely a time that I become inspired and then want to switch up my look for the for each season. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Okay, so let's go into your five best pieces of beauty advice then. And let's start with makeup. I know, okay. obviously, a huge fan of makeup, and you've no doubt picked up, you know, tons and tons of tips along the way. But what are the ones that kind of stand out that you'd like to share today? Do you know what? It's such a simple little tip, but it has changed my life on so many occasions. And even the other day, and I was in the taxi doing my makeup, I was in a rush 
to an event. I was actually going to Cinderella premiere, which was really fun. <laughs> but um, I was doing my mascara in the car and I smudged it onto my nose. And the amount of times I've done that, but then continue to wipe it away, it's got worse and worse and worse. And then it's taken off my makeup underneath. Then I end up with panda eyes. So someone gave me this little bit of advice and I've stuck by it and I've passed it on to everyone else. And it really works is just do not touch it. Let it dry until you have a little makeup brush or a spoolie, especially like just a, a clean spoolie. And once it's dry, it flakes off. It's just mind blowing, really the simplest thing, but it has saved me on so many occasions, like from having a black eye to just flaking off that little bit of mascara once it's dry. And you can also put a little bit of translucent powder on it before as well, if you just want to ensure that it's going to dust away seamlessly. But that has saved me. And I have to say, it's the simplest thing, but it really, really works. And so many people have thanked me for passing that on as well, because it saved them too. <laughs> that is a brilliant tip that I have not heard yet already. Really? And oh. I'm forever smudging my mascara, especially on my eyelid, upper eyelid. Exactly. And when you have eyeshadow, like you've spent hours, because you're not going to do mascara before you do eyeshadow. Let's face it, that just seems... Is it? I mean, nothing is wrong when it comes to makeup. There's not necessarily any rules, but that definitely feels backwards, doesn't it? So when I get like little dots from my lashes, when I'm lucky enough for them to be super long during pregnancy, they actually fell out, but they've got a little bit longer now and they print onto my um, kind of eyelid. And yeah, I just have to sit and wait. And then when you use a brush to just chip away at them with a little spoolie, they just flake off and it's it's a game changer because of course you don't want to be moving it and trying to rub it whilst it's wet because it will just become a big fat mess. It's <laughs> <laughs> so true, but also a really good one for when you're on the move. You're in the yeah. back of a taxi, you're on the tube. Exactly, tried and tested. You're on the go. <laughs> and how about mascaras in general? What are your kind of favourite go-tos at the moment? And do you kind of switch up mascaras depending on your look or are you quite faithful um to one I'm certainly I become hooked on a mascara until um until it's empty and then of course I'll experiment and see what else I've kind of been sent or have a little go at some new products but I have to say that my favorite drugstore right now is Maybelline Sky High because I just have never experienced anything like it with the lift and the separation and the lengthening like to be honest, it just is such a good drugstore founder. And it went viral on TikTok. I don't know if you saw. And everyone was raving about it. And of course, because it's affordable, everyone especially went out and got it. And um, yeah, I I kind of was sold into the hype. And then when I tried and tested it, it was really worth it. So that's my favourite drugstore right now. Um, mascara. High end. I really liked the Benefit Magnet Mascara. I loved that. That's probably the, the newest mascara that I've fallen in love with this, this year. Um, but I also love the Dior, I think it's the Dior show, like the OG mascara. That is just so amazing. So yeah, I'm always willing to try new mascaras and there'll probably be a new favourite next year. I don't know. I don't really know how mascaras continue to evolve, to be honest. <laughs> It's true, actually, but you've just picked like absolute three, yeah, standout formulas. Yeah, yeah. So definitely have loved those this year for sure. Your tried and tested faves. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so let's go on to skincare then. What is your best piece of skincare advice? 
I mean, it goes without saying the best piece of advice is to wear your SPF 50 plus every single day, rain or shine. And of course, it. I mean, growing up, especially as a teenager, I wasn't really taught that. I feel like we've definitely become more educated about you know, skin and the damage that the, the sun can do and just light in general on even the cloudy days. But since I've been wearing SPF, I've definitely noticed that my, um, and to be honest, I've only really been using it throughout my, the past five years religiously, like every day, which is terrible, really. So it took me, you know, until a few years into my 20s to start wearing it on my face. I'd used, I used to go on holiday and let my face just sizzle in the sun and come out with this red nose these like burnt cheeks my freckles were on overload which I love freckles absolutely adore them but um you know I, I want to make sure that my skin's not getting damaged anymore and I look back and I think it's not cute it's absolutely not cute so um that's my biggest piece of advice when it comes to protecting your skin um but for sure exfoliation is a game changer when it comes to the actual texture and the way that makeup goes on your skin. When I started adding exfoliation into my skincare routine regularly, like I'm talking every other day or at least once a week, I mean, I didn't even used to really exfoliate even. I think I just put moisturiser on, put makeup on, washed it off and didn't really use anything such as like the, the glow tonics and we've got the the deep pore um, exfoliations. Like there's uh, different forms, isn't there, of exfoliations for the skin. But that is probably my next biggest piece of advice. Just make sure you're exfoliating your skin in a good skincare routine because it's a game changer when it comes to applying your makeup. Yeah, I was going to say with makeup as well, because for me, that makes my makeup go on so much smoother. Exactly. Some people think of skincare and just think of how... They want to obviously either hydrate their skin or, you know, they want the effects of um, anti-aging or anything like that. But I obviously, being a makeup junkie too, think of the effects of skincare and how that will affect how my makeup will look. And when you experiment, it's quite hard to find skincare products that complement makeup as well, especially when you're doing a routine in the morning, it goes underneath because it's difficult. Sometimes they, they don't always like meld together and you find your face getting really greasy or there's a separation. So that's definitely an art in itself, finding skincare or a routine in the morning that works under your makeup if you love, obviously, a glam beat throughout the day. <laughs> so true, though. And obviously, like, good makeup starts with your skincare prep, which is, yeah, a, yeah for sure. Totally. And how about formulas? So SPF formulas, have you got any favourites that you're using at the moment or for kind of those exfoliation liquids or um, exfoliating pads, depending on what you're using? Yeah. Um, for exfoliation, I prefer something that's not too, what's the word, like abrasive, that's not got beads in. I feel like that can be a bit rough on my skin. So I like, I prefer the acids and the tonics that are more, you know, they look like water, don't they? But it, it kind of has more of a peel effect on your skin over time and I love the retinols as well so one of the OG products that I've loved uh, for years is the pixie glow tonic um I've also anything with AHA and I think there was is it AHA gold there's there's a few different ones that I kind of go between and Ule Henriksen has some amazing um exfoliation products as well that I love there's a H2 Oh, 
is it for dark spots and it really does kind of brighten the skin but exfoliates at the same time um so yeah I mean the list the list goes on (laughs) but they're some of my favorites and to be honest I go back to them all the time so amazing well we'll be right back with Cece after this okay so now we're on to our third piece of advice and we're going to talk hair so what is your best piece of hair advice Oh, this is a tough one because I've been on a real hair journey. I've never really liked my hair, to be honest. I feel like growing up, it was always very fine and limp and straight. And I just never had the hair of dreams that I always wanted. And then when I became pregnant, I thought, wow, for the first time ever, it's glossy, it's full, it's bouncy. And I think that was just down to pregnancy because afterwards it fell out. The postpartum hair loss is real. So I started taking a lot more supplements and um, vitamins. That's definitely one of my pieces of advice to don't underestimate the power of vitamins when it comes to anything from your skin, hair and nails. Um, But when I then went to the salon and had, um, I mean, I had a little bit of damage as well as the postpartum hair loss. I do a lot to my hair. (laughs) So you can imagine with all the styles and everything, it takes, it definitely takes its toll. But when I had a keratin treatment, wow, that I came out with new hair. It was like my hair had doubled in thickness and like tripled in shine. And it felt, it didn't feel like mine. It felt like silk. So that's something that I've tried to keep up now because I didn't really even know about it until last year. But if you or anyone ever gets the chance to have a keratin hair treatment, it's, um, I had it done at a salon in London, Daniel Galvin, which I love. And it was just game changing. I couldn't believe it. So it's something that I'm definitely going to keep up. But yeah, I'd say that the vitamins and the keratin hair treatment have certainly uh, been something that have restored like my confidence. And with the postpartum hair loss, it's a bit of a waiting game as well. I had bald patches for a couple of months, but they're starting to fill in now. Yay. (laughs) Well, I am booking in for that treatment. You have to. I might even do it now. As soon as we come off the podcast, I'm booking in. You said three times more shine. You said two times thickness. Yeah. It just felt just unlike anything else. It's like, you know, I mean, I'm not sure you probably you've got luscious hair, you probably don't need extensions or anything. But when you get a fresh pack of extensions, it feels like, oh, it's unreal. It feels like hair that would never you'd never be able to grow on your own head for some reason. Like it just feels out this world, whatever they put on it, it makes it feel so silky. And that is what my hair felt like when I came out of the salon after that treatment. So and it lasts for, um, I think, a few a few months and then you can get it topped up. Obviously it fades the amount of washes because your hair's basically being coated and protected and the bonds are being built back up with that keratin that's been lost. So yeah, I don't know all the science behind it really, but... We don't need the science. We, we just want the <laughs> We treatment. just need the results. <laughs> we just need the results. And also how long does it take in salon for the kind of whole treatment to happen? It's just 20 minutes, I think. They leave the treatment on for 20 minutes and then depending on you know whether you're you've had a color or a cut or a, you want a style with that but um I had it in addition to all the treatments I was getting that day and had it especially after bleaching it's good as well um, if you get highlights so it was just an extra 20 minutes added on to my treatment and then you have to leave your hair as is for three days without washing without putting it up because it can also um 
kind of manipulate the texture. If you suddenly put it up or um, put a kink in it with a hairband, when you wash it, that kink can stay in. Mm. So it's really important for you to just kind of leave your hair, you know, give it a brush a couple of times and then wash it after it's three days might be 24 hours no I think it's three days actually yeah so which I found quite easy because um even though I did want to keep putting it up um it I don't really wash my hair very often well once a week you know I feel like once a week you're good I wish I could do that what you don't how often do you wash yours then I've got to do it every other day oh okay okay yeah no once a week for me I, I mean you can see that it's up right now um and I kind of do that until I can, okay, until I I'm can actually that. be bothered to wash my. That's a good tip as well, though. You kind of have different styles for the day since you're washed. So I bet you wear it kind of down for day one, day two. You've exactly. got a bit of an update, do three, day four. Yeah, day five, six, and seven. I mean, I'm probably putting a wig on, to be honest. <laughs> I've got lots of wigs. Perfect. You've got dry shampoo. You're there we good. go. You're golden. <laughs> Um, okay, now we're going to go to your fourth piece of advice and talk about tanning. What is your best piece of tanning advice? Oh, this one I love because back in, oh, I don't know what year it was now. It must have been about four years ago. I created a video that literally went viral um, and people caught on to it and it was featured on all sorts of publications and everyone caught on and called it ton touring or tan touring. So I did this tutorial about how I contour using self-tan. So when I'm on holiday, I've got a waterproof contour and don't feel like I have to put bronzer on. And I know that people obviously have always um, applied uh, self-tan to their face more traditionally with a mitt, I guess. But for me, that was just, I didn't understand the concept of just rubbing a mitt with tan all over your face when we put makeup on, we obviously, and when we also catch the sun and get a tan it doesn't hit this all all over our face in the same way so as we apply our bronzer I, I felt like I wanted to apply my self-tan so I created a little contour little nose contour cheekbones and then lightly dusted um or applied a layer all over my face but then kind of built it up in the areas that you would want to chisel so the jawline everything like that it was life-changing I I, I never ever will go back now to just putting that mitt all over my face. I will always use like a kabuki brush and then um, kind of, I've, I've even actually contoured my abs before for a video. <laughs> Obviously that was just like a a kind of hack video and just a bit of fun. But um, yeah, it's, it's a bit of fun, isn't it? I view it like makeup. So if you want a bit of a glow and you want a waterproof glow, and you want a waterproof contour, then that is probably my best bit of tanning advice. That is a brilliant, brilliant <laughs> bit of advice. And what products like... are you using for that? Are you like doing a spray onto the brush? Are you doing a mousse? What's the kind of formula that you like for your face? Yeah, I feel like it's good to use um, a spray for all over. So I, I've definitely noticed that in the past year, there's been a lot more on the market. So like face mist. So I love the ones like the U-Tan face mist that's infused with like lavender, CBD um, oils, which is nice. And then there's another one that I use, which is, oh, Isle of Paradise. I love Isle of Paradise. I spritz that on my face. And then when I build up the contour, I like to use one that has more of a guide. So um, perhaps the Saint-Tropez. 
I actually really love the Ashley Graham Sancho Pay range. That's so nice, isn't it? I love that stuff so much. So good. And it's good because it has a slight guide. So with the mist, you can obviously spray on the water and it's clear and it builds up and it obviously doesn't transfer and it's lovely. I put it on at night, sometimes under makeup in the morning. Um, and then the Ashley Graham one or, you know, anything with a guide colour, I will then apply like a bronzer. And again, I'd sleep in it or perhaps I'd put it on before I go out. But I do put on more of an extreme amount. So when it washes off, um, it obviously is is then subtle, but it just grabs a little bit more if you build it up. So perhaps I wouldn't do that under my makeup. It, it's best to do that when you've not really got any anywhere to go or anyone to see. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm doing that tonight as well. Yeah, I've already got the Ashley it. Graham literally on my bedside table. Oh, amazing. <laughs> you will not regret it. <laughs> okay, and your fifth piece of advice. So let's talk about fragrance. Ooh. What do you say is your best fragrance advice? I would say, I mean, I am a like fragrance addict. I've always said that in life, I mean, I, I always want to do a million things, but my passion project one day will be to create a line of fragrances um, amazing but my biggest piece of advice and the way to get comments is to mix and layer so you'll never ever ever smell me and I'll tell you that I'm wearing one fragrance I've always at least got three on so I wear a little oil um, and that's kind of like the base and that's something I've worn for years it's like an Arabian oil it's just really sweet and it's there's rarely a day that I go out without that on and then I'll wear something that's a little bit more um, fresh so there's uh, a fragrance called well it's not a fragrance it's actually called molecules have you heard of it before yes. molecule 01 and it's, yeah eccentric it's more, molecules yeah eccentric molecules and I've worn that for years and it kind of brings out apparently your pheromones <laughs> and it's unique to each person it smells so gorgeous but it complements um so it's a great one to mix so if mm. you're really unsure of how to layer your fragrances molecules and then any other fragrance that you love the smell of is a really good way to layer and to bring out a new scent. And I feel like it just gets so many comments because, yeah, you obviously have a different whiff of a different smell depending on where it's coming from. I put a different one on my wrist to what's on my neck. So when I'm like moving about, someone will get something fresh and then get like a vanilla tobacco smell from my wrist. And it's like, oh, and that is that is honestly the best way to get comments I've personally experienced. Um, but of course everyone's different and some people don't really like to smell too strong but I like to walk into a room and people to say like it's actually more of a compliment if someone says to me that I smell good than if my makeup looks nice <laughs> oh really yeah yeah honestly it just it makes my day it makes my day <laughs> I'm an addict <laughs> but also that's proper fragrance wardrobing so not oh. even just kind of choosing a fragrance to suit your mood but choosing a fragrance outfit like yes. you've got your jumper you've got your shorts you've got your coat or whatever totally. it may be. it's funny you say that because um something I've always said is that fragrances are my memory mists so every time I have a special event or a holiday or this is going to sound crazy but even during labor I unwrap a new perfume that I've read reviews and it looks like it's going to be something that resonates with me so I like kind of sweet and musky vanilla with like a, a distinctive oriental undertone and and I do I do like the fresh kind of 
um, gourmand sense as well. But I unwrap a fragrance on the day that I'm about to experience that adventure. So when it, when it came to labour, I I was starting to obviously get my contractions. They were coming through thick and fast and I unwrapped that perfume and I took it to hospital with me and I sprayed it throughout those couple of days. And now every time I wear that fragrance, it reminds me of being in labour and giving birth. And luckily I had a lovely experience. It was hard, don't get me wrong, but, um, and it takes me back. And same with other um, trips. So every time I'll go on a uh, an adventure or a friend's, a friend's holiday or a press trip even, I would get a new fragrance and it's like a bookmark to my memory. Every time I go back to it, oh, it reminds me distinctively of every memory created throughout that time. Like when I first experienced that smell, if you know what I mean. So yeah, that's another little kind of, I don't know if it's a piece of advice or just something Absolutely. to try out. <laughs> but also you need to launch a fragrance and have it memory mist. I know, I thing. know. This is this is an exclusive actually. I'm going to copyright that CC's, before. Yeah, CC's launching it. I need to copyright that before people steal my idea. <laughs> do it now, do it now. Um, okay, so we've come to our last question of the episode, which we always finish each episode with your biggest beauty blunder. So a lighthearted note to finish on. Talk to me about yours. Honestly, I couldn't think of anything <laughs> that's worse than me just applying my foundation and Vaseline to my lips throughout my teenage years and overplucking my eyebrows. Like, and what's crazy about that is that it's absolutely not unique to me. I feel like so many people can relate to that. But I look back and think, what were we all thinking? Like, we had no eyebrows, and I literally had dream mat mousse on my lips like why foundation lips foundation Foundation lips for the thing why though why (laughs) it was a look it was a look at the time it's so funny isn't it because it it almost made your lips disappear whereas now we want to it's about accentuating you know the lips and features but it goes to show how you know trends like come and come and go and it's just really bizarre I look back and I think (laughs) wow I had no eyebrows no lips and my eyes were literally like a crayon round eyeliner that wasn't even blended or winged out very well so I'm not really sure what went wrong there or what we were thinking but yeah that's probably I look back and think that's got to be my biggest (laughs) blunder surely I mean it doesn't get worse surely (laughs) Cece I was with you the whole way that basically sums up my teens oh amazing (laughs) Um, no but that was brilliant thank you so much for sharing all of that uh, amazing advice I've taken so many tips as well Um, and yeah thank you everyone for listening 